Hey, good afternoon from Sugar City Studios in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, Johnson Square with Walter Kimsey's. Dr. Walter, how are you, man? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. North Point of View, we're uh, the next couple of uh, episodes wrapping up season one, rolling into season two with a few guests. Walter, today's topic, this is, man, just everybody's talking about it. Just, just putting it out there. Bitcoin, crypto, cryptocurrency, and I think your uh, you, your title on this one is Bitcoin is good. Yeah, right. Just, look, let's it's, jump into it. It's predictable. It was it was predicted. You know, we everybody thinks of money as some paper and coins produced by a, a government that you're only allowed to use that as money in the economy, and that's just baloney on so many levels. To start with. There's a lot of bartering that goes on in the economy. Right. Economists study the barter economy. Before we had you know, the US dollar, every bank that existed issued its own currency. And the different currencies, so they, they were all called the dollar, they were all dollars, but a marked dollar might have better quality assets backing it than the Walter dollar. Probably not, but. Uh, well, no, it could be, you know, you never know. <laughs> Catch me on the right bank, but not you, the right week. So you would trade for, I, you uh, need a dollar twenty of Walter dollars to buy one dollar of Mark dollars. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how the market worked. And it, it works this way. When with, did it change? It, well, we'll get to that in a second. All just, right. Just that when Easy. You, we look at bonds, bonds are a form of money. You, companies often take them and government bonds when they know they're going to pay taxes in 90 days, so they'll buy a 90-day piece of government paper. And on day 90, they just turn the piece of government paper over the commercial paper over to, to the government, and you're done. So that's money. So basically, we, what we know is that money has to do a few things. It has to be a store of value. It has to be, and it has to be commonly acceptable. And it has to be transportable, right? You know, where you make things and where you buy things are not necessarily the same place from where you consume things. And before so, we go any further, just a disclaimer that I don't own any Bitcoin. I don't own any cryptocurrency. I don't own any cryptocurrency whatsoever. That being said, that's out there and that's public now. Mm -hmm. Walter and I can officially state that we are in the back of the line at Disney waiting for the blizzard mountain roller coaster and everybody else is having fun and we hear them screaming right inside the mountain and the roller coaster and we don't know if they're having fun or if they're like you know I'm terrified i'm terrified <laughs> which might be both but uh so we're not in the market no uh so just as a, a disclaimer we're not we're not doing a famous tweet like to push the price up or down or whatever exactly. like that we're, we're both former stockbrokers, and we know better to play silly games. Easy. Right. After the Civil War was over, the, the northern, the U.S. government had issued a lot of debt in order to pay for the war, and that debt was held by banks as collateral for the money that they were issuing. And in those days, everybody believed that government debt was a bad thing, and we should pay it off. So they paid it off, and as they paid off big chunks of it, the base that the banks used to issue currency shrank, and so they had to issue less currency. And so what happens is- create a micro recession or something, right? It created a micro depression. Oh, okay. It was really bad because the prices would fall across the board. And so back then we were very agrarian, and, and, and our, our, our farmers would 
you know, get money to go buy seeds and fertilizer. They pay some workers to go stick all that stuff in the ground. And then when they bring the workers back to go take the stuff that grew, the stuff that grew had much less value than the stuff, than the, the cost of the inputs. And so when you see the, the, a, a deflationary trend, what happens next is profits get crushed, workers get fired. You, people can't pay their bills, banks collapse. And I think we had seven def- deflationary downdraft episodes between 1870 and 1910. And so it was- Man, that's a, rough. That's very rough. I mean, it, it's like going through 08, 09, uh, every five years or something like that. Well, that gives me a twitch. Yeah, and we were lucky back then because at least Bernanke, after he screwed up so badly, remembered that he was the expert on the on the on the US depression. I studied his work as a grad student. Yeah. And he goes, Well, let's do what they did last time to fix the same blunder that I made. So uh, that's why we invented the Federal Reserve. Right. It's, uh, you know, 1917 is when we got it started. I think so. You can fact check me. But the reason we created it is because the money supplies was too unstable. And people talk about using gold. The problem with gold is the supply of gold can be unstable. Right. 1849, San Francisco. Those gold mines, there's so much gold in San Francisco area, I think it costs like a pound of gold to get a you know a hamburger or something like that. So not so good, not so transportable. The value doesn't isn't retained that well. So what the central banks were invented for is to make sure that the supply of money grew in proportion to the economy and that the supply was stable. It wouldn't go down when the economy is growing and trigger a, a, a deflationary episode. That's what, we, that's what money is supposed to do. And different places in the world have used all kinds of things to, for money. The Swedes used to use nice leather pieces as money. If you go out to Polynesia, there's some islands where they have these big round stones. And what you trade is your chunk of the stone for some other village member's chunk of the you know, food that he produced. And then later on, you make something, and then you get that piece of property back. So Yeah, I was in a village in India one time. They were using eggs. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So as long as it does the three things that money needs to do, it it can be money. So cryptocurrency to me is quite predictable because governments make a lot of money through seniorage, which means having the, the sole right to print money for the economy. So when inflation picks up, Inflation erodes your purchasing power, right? And you think, dang it, I'm, I'm, I'm falling behind. But when you lose something that you had, somebody else got it. It doesn't go into the ether. It goes to the government. They make a lot of money from that. Every year, the Federal Reserve System turns over its profits to the federal government. It's an important part of financing things. So the governments do not like Bitcoin. Right. Okay. And, and at one point, we, you know, so I don't know whether whether the cryptocurrencies will be outlawed, uh, you know, like we did with gold ownership, you know, some years ago when we got off the, when we got into the gold standard, we didn't let people own gold. You couldn't go buy bars of gold. It wasn't until, I can't remember when, 80s, 90s, when you were allowed to buy gold again. There's a lot at stake. It's the stability of the economy depends on the stability of the money supply. And the money supply stability can be controlled by the government, however, at a profit. And what Bitcoin and other things like Bitcoin are trying to do is to arbitrage the profit that the governments can make. So in your opinion, it's Bitcoin is is literally taking the the barter market, mm-hmm. right? And just putting it in digital form. Exactly. That's exactly it. 
So you mentioned two cryptocurrencies earlier. Yeah, the Doja coin is now trading. I just looked it up. I think at 25 cents a coin. Apparently now the dog is like everybody wants the, the dog, right? Yeah. Bitcoin's trading where? 34,000. So it's a half, just a little more than half of its all-time high, but still this year with a 17% uh, year-to-date return. So that tempts me to think, would I would I go do a long short here? Go short Bitcoin, go long Doge? I don't know, man. Doge has sort of had its run, mm-hmm. no pun intended. But um, uh, yeah, I just appreciate your perspective on that because I've I've sort of been scratching my head and obviously now that I just had a birthday, I'm, I'm 140. One of my kids gave me a card. <laughs> surprising, nice surprising an old man like you can still walk. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I really appreciate sort of your, your thoughts on that, getting my head around like what's happening here. There's more than, there's more than Bitcoin. Some of the commodity yeah, yeah. companies, they've created their own cryptocurrency so that you can get rid of credit bills that you need from banks before you ship stuff. Right. So, you know, if you remember back in 08, 09, when the ships got stuck waiting to pick up cargo, yeah. because the banks were bust, all the Wall Street banks were busted, and, and so nobody could issue these letters of credit. And without a letter of credit, you don't put your stuff on a ship and send it someplace. Right. You need to know you're going to get paid. Well, some of the commodity, bulk commodity shippers have a little group, and they're using their own cryptocurrency to be able to move the product a lot faster and without the need to pay the banks for issuing bills of credit. So some form of Bitcoin has always been around since the beginning of time. Exactly, and it and it has a, had a function. It has, there is a definite function. Walter, as always, thanks so much, man. Great being with you. Hey, good to see you, man. Take All care. Right. See you.